What's up, everybody? My name is Adam, and I'm the host of the You Know Adam Same podcast, the show that is dedicated on bringing on passionate people, learning about their stories, and delivering value to entrepreneurs. So if that's what you're interested in, go ahead and follow, like, and subscribe. You know what I'm saying? How's it going, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the You Know Adam Same podcast, where you get to know just a little bit more about people, passions, and all things business. Mm-hmm. Today, sitting across the way, I have Lissandra yes. of Thrifty Supplies. Yes. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, glad to have you here. Um, for those that don't know, what is Thrifty Supplies? Yes, so it is a small business right now. Hopefully it gets bigger um, during their years, but we sell uh, small business supplies for small businesses. So for example, poly mailers, bubble mailers, stuff like that for businesses that cannot afford buying in bulk. We do that job and then we sell them in small quantities. And that's amazing. Uh, One of the things that I have to point out here is that you are a recent graduate. Correct. You already have your own business Mm -hmm. and you've been doing this for how long now? A year. Fantastic. Yes. That's that's amazing. So tell me the journey, right? How did Mm -hmm. you get to the point where you were like, all right, we're about to launch this thing and start this thing? Mm -hmm. Well, I think my motivation started when I was little. I always enjoy buying in bulk and selling. Uh For example, in high school, I would buy cookies and sell them in bulk. So for 25 cents. Yes, at Costco. Yes, I would buy them. Yes, yes, at Costco (laughs) and Sam's Club. I would buy them in bulk and then would sell them for more because Uh in my high school, they wouldn't sell the good candy. Uh-huh. So I brought the good so candy. So you were hustling oh, yeah. at, at a young age. For sure. What else did you hustle be- besides cookies and candy? Um, I also joined different MLM companies. Okay. Um, and that's where my journey to investing started. I was very afraid of investing into a company um, to start a business. So I also did that. And I also did bracelets uh-huh. because I enjoyed making stuff with my hands. What's your favorite candy? Oh, Hershey's. Hershey's bars. They didn't sell Hershey's at at the school? No, they didn't. And I would sell them for $2 uh-huh. each, and I made a big profit. Nice. So it was really good. It was really good. And then now in college, um, during COVID, I was very bored. Mm. I was very sad as well. I, I went into a depression era because all my family's back home. Mm. All my friends kind of stayed home to finish their schooling Mm. while I was here in Statesboro. Mm -hmm. So I needed something to entertain me. So that's when I started um, my businesses. Uh, Where was your um, family at? Yeah, so my family currently is in Puerto Rico and they're still there. I moved here to- When you were- when I was a freshman of college, so 18. In college. So like this, you were hustling actually in Puerto Rico. Like I in was, high school. I was, but. It, did it, did it, so high school is when you actually started doing that? Yes, okay. correct. In high school, but it was just little things. What I had to invest like $10. Then I started investing a little bit more, invested 150 And then now in my current business, I just invest every day. And just, then you're, you're, you're flipping that. Yes. That so exactly. I guess what inspired you to do that? Are there yes. a lot of, were there a lot of other kids that were doing the same thing? Um, actually, no. 
Mm. I think that my mentality is a little bit different compared to other people. At least when I was 19, I was a sophomore where I started investing a little bit more. Um, a lot of them just wanted to go out and party. Sure. I'm more of a quiet person. I, I enjoy working, but I also enjoy having fun. Sure. So I think that after seeing that, I wanted to do something more than just going out. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> and you know, fun. did you kind of like did anybody let you know? Like, do you remember when you kind of like started flipping? Like your first like set. What what was it? Like what when what was the first thing that you sold in high school? In high school was the chocolate, um, the chocolate and the, the Hershey's, the Hershey's and all that, the candies. Uh, and then what kind of like encouraged you to do that? Um, I just like making money. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoy making money. I really don't like getting money from other people. Okay. My parents could have given me an allowance and they did not. They wanted me to learn. Um, in Puerto Rico, you're, you cannot work till you're 18. Okay. So I needed to make money somehow because I wanted to buy a new purse, a new Uh, shirt and all uh that. uh So that's what inspired me to do. Plus also I saw like a niche market, which was the people in my high school where I could sell to. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, do you remember making your first sale? Not exactly my first sale, uh-huh. but I remember hiding the cookies and the chocolate in my lockers Why? because we weren't allowed to you're sell. You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. So you're not only are you not like, you're not supposed yes, to do it. Like, okay. We're not supposed to do it. We weren't allowed unless it was a fundraiser for the class mm-hmm. and it had to be approved by the principal and all that. Were you really good at like fundraisers since you already had like everybody started like knowing you as the person that like yes. lived candy, right? Like, yes. Did you ever get caught? I did get oh, caught. Oh, you did get caught? So <laughs> at some point, unfortunately, when I started selling these cookies that were very specific, so they wouldn't sell them in school. Uh-huh. So obviously, Obviously, why is why does everyone have these cookies with yeah, them? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Not everyone. How many could, did you sell to get noticed? Um, I think I sold fifty. Uh huh. That one um, day? No. Oh, just like over in time. Two, like two or three days. Uh huh. Um, and the principal and the teachers started noticing that everyone had these cookies. So obviously, one person told the teacher where. Um, who was selling uh-huh. them and obviously they approached me and I said yeah I I haven't so then from Did you there, get nervous? I was nervous because I w- I went to a private catholic school mm-hmm. so anything you did you could get in trouble plus also I didn't want to make my parents mad yeah cuz so, they didn't know I was doing it So did they get mad? No, not really. That's awesome. Yes, they did not, but I had to obviously stop selling. Oh, um, really? Yeah. And then everyone was looking at me, especially the teachers, making sure I it wasn't, wasn't selling, selling cookies. <laughs> cookies, yeah. So from there, that's where my entrepreneurship spirit started. That's awesome. Because I saw that I could do it, and I was not afraid of doing it. What happens next in the journey? Yes. So after that, I stopped doing that. I go to college and obviously my uh, freshman year was kind of cut off because of COVID. Yeah. So I went back home. I had nothing to do. Um, And then we came back sophomore year and that's when I started doing the MLM, the Uh multi-level marketing company. What company were you a part of? Um, Color Street. Okay. Yes. What is that? It's uh, nail strips. So 
they sell nail strips between $13 and $15, um, and you just put them on your nails. Uh, do you still do that now? I don't. Okay. Um, unfortunately, I did not like the model after I learned a little bit more about MLMs okay. and the way they work, so I stopped that. What? What? Okay, so this yes. is interesting because, like, mm-hmm. I, I also uh, joined an MLM mm-hmm. at one point. Yes. Um what was it about it? And, and the thing that caught my attention was like, you know, you didn't like the business model. Mm-mm. So in your opinion, like, why is it that MLMs, why are, why doesn't it work for you? Yeah. So first I was in the mentality of I'm going to make money because sure. I was put into a group chat. Everyone was hyping me up saying, wow, wow, congratulations, mm-hmm. you're here. And I was one of the youngest ones mm-hmm. in that group chat. So... Seeing praise from other people kind of motivated me, mm-hmm. and everyone would post their sales on the group chat. Everyone would post um, their ranks because there was ranks to that and how much money they made, mm-hmm. all that. So that kind of motivated me. But then I started watching videos about MLMs and YouTube. YouTube, yes. Mm-hmm. And I started watching videos about it because a lot of people in the group chat started posting um, the amount of money they've lost. Uh, yes. In the group chat? In the group chat. Okay. Because the thing is, there's a whole controversy. The company started raising their prices but lowering commission um, and also raising their amount, um, their minimum amount uh, of orders Got per you. month. Got you. Got so you. So they raised that as well. So it was called PV. Um, and at first you had to have $300 worth of PV to qualify for each month mm-hmm. um, so you don't get kicked out of sure, the company. Sure, sure, And then they raised it to 500 They raised the prices and they decreased the So something was commission. wrong. Something in, in was the... wrong. And it, it was very uh, – it was a lot of change, very different compared to the time I started. And from there, I just didn't like it. And then in the group chat, the top leaders would say, oh, you're just you're just being um, you're just being boring. You are not putting the effort. And it's not that it's just people buy, but they're not going to buy if they don't want to buy the product. Was the product good? At first. It was. And then the quality changed. And then the quality changed as well when they raised the prices and all that. Mm. So, for example, I would sell a lot of nail strips, but they wouldn't stick to the nail. Oh, that's terrible. Yes. Or they would come off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything I would promise did not actually happen, but I was promising whatever my top leader was telling me to promise. Yeah. So I didn't like that either. And then the fact that they would raise the prices just because... It, it is commission-based, but it depends on the people who are on top of the pyramid. Mm-hmm. So I would get a commission. The person on top would get a commission. The person on top would get a commission. Yeah. And obviously, the person on top wanted to reach a minimum quantity to get that money. So they would basically come up to me and say, hey, why are you not selling this amount of money? What, what would be your advice to people that are approached with the MLM, right? Like, you know, yes. I, I think that MLMs exist. The mm-hmm. business models are uh, – there's a lot of them out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if someone approached you to join an MLM, what would your re- would your response be? I would say do your research. Mm-hmm. There's YouTube. There's Google. There's everything. You can do the research. Most of the time, people are not happy yeah. with that. So do your research and also have a different perspective. Because if you just focus on the positive side, everyone hyping you up, saying you're going to make money, obviously – you're going to try to ignore 
the actual other side that sure. there is to it. So sure. make sure to have an open mind and listen to both sides. Yeah, I like that. You know, for me, I feel the the challenge with the MLM mm-hmm. is everything is about, you know, trying to find that next person to be, yes. be your leg or mm-hmm. like, you know, be kind of like mm-hmm. you know the path. And I think the problem with that is really what happens is relationships get put on a line. Mm-hmm. And now what's happening is like, okay, are you a friend or you are not a friend? Yep. You, you basically put a value on the friendship and then mm-hmm. the, that other person has to decide, yep. do I just go with this or do I not? And, mm-hmm. and I think that that's really where, you know, the MLM like, like strategy doesn't work for me because mm-hmm. I would ne- I, I don't like doing that. Yep. Now I, I know I know some people that are super successful with mm-hmm. MLM and I think that you know maybe there's a different approach that they they come with because they have to believe in the product right because mm-hmm. what you said was true um, that the product has to be good. Yep. Um, but for sure. But so you you started to get out. Was it easy to leave the the uh, MLM? No, it wasn't. Okay. Um, was there a challenge with that? There was one, my taxes. I had no idea mm. that you would become a 1099 contractor. They don't tell you that. Um, and they, that you have to pay a percentage of taxes. They don't take it out of your commission. Okay. So from there, I had to take a 25% uh, from my gains. Uh-huh. Um, so that was a challenge. So I couldn't leave until they gave me my paperwork. Oh, wow. So that was one challenge. The other challenge was... The just I was just very scared that I would waste my time or be afraid of wasting my time because I did it for a full year. Sure. So everything I put into this, I'm just going to let it go mm-hmm. and waste my time. Why not push a little bit more? You know, I already put so much work. So and how did you overcome that? I right, because that's in the back of your mind, right? Yes. Like, oh, like oh, I've already invested so mm-hmm. much time. And then I've, the question of what if? Mm-hmm. Like, what if I, you know, stick with it just yes. a little bit longer and mm-hmm. like everything starts to open, open. up, mm-hmm. like, you know, but, but how did you overcome that? Yes. So first, well, before that, they were bringing out three more new products. So I I was kind of in the loop of, wait, but maybe I can make more money. So people are going to buy these products. But I formally made, uh, I formally wrote a email to the company to leave Mm -hmm. and I was about to send it and I didn't send it. And after two weeks, um, I was in my six month probation, which means that if in six months you didn't reach $300 worth of sales, you would get, um, deactivated and you have to pay again to reactivate your account. And I was reaching my six months. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to make it. I'll mm. just leave now. And after Oh, that's confused because yes. earlier you said that you were in it for a year. So yes. this is this is part of that year. Yes, that okay, is part of that year. So um, I was making so many sales, but at some point people weren't buying and yeah. I couldn't make $300 worth of sales and I was in the negatives as well. So I was not going to buy more inventory to so reach the 300. 300 in in a full in the 6 months. Like over the entire six no, months? every six months. Uh, every, every month, Every sorry. month. That, every was, month. that was the minimum mm-hmm. that was required. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yep. But, but you were starting to see the, the sales drop off because the product wasn't as good. Mm-mm. And so did you ever have anybody come to you and say the product wasn't good? Oh, many times. Oh, really? After, I think, the uh, that period, six months period. And what do you reply to that? How do you, like, what can you do? Is there any, <laughs> well, like, customer service that can be delivered? No. Actually, um, 
I in the group chat, I was told to tell them that they're not applying it right, that they're not correctly filing their nails to do it. Oh, that means that they didn't put it in an, a right uh, area with the right temperature. Did you did you confirm yourself? What do you mean? Like, did you so like you know? I guess not that I put on nails at all because that's, <laughs> that's not that's not my vibe. No, uh, I get but it. what I would have done was. Uh, you know, potentially taken like a, a, a pack and then mm-hmm. tried it out, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're saying like, oh, you know, it's not it's not as good, it's not mm-hmm. as good. Putting the nails on yourself mm-hmm. to figure out like, okay, where are we? Right? Yes. Did you yes. did you tr- did you? I do did. That? I always had to have my nails done in oh, order okay. to sell okay. the product. Um, for me, it worked. Uh, sometimes it didn't. Okay. Um, but I would always put some acetone on it, so it actually looked good. Uh, um, so I always had to pretend that there wasn't any anything wrong with the product in order to sell yeah so we took uh, that was a huge learning experience i'm sure oh yeah Um, for sure i did burn some bridges with people unfortunately sadly i was able to regain some but this was in this is in statesboro at this point right Mm -hmm. yeah so a lot of my friends Mm. um or people who would message me just to become friends um i would say oh want to support my business and if they didn't i would be very upset that's hard Mm-hmm. That's hard. And I've learned that that's not right, you know? So let's uh, move forward. Yes. Uh, you're in your junior year now. I was going into my junior year. Yes, correct, okay. correct. Right. So uh, at, at, at your junior year, what happens next? Like when, when do you get this uh, bright idea to, you know, start this uh, company? Yeah. So May, I leave the company, mm-hmm. Color Street. And then during that summer, again, I was bored. So I saw that a lot of the small businesses I follow through my, the thrifty it was called Thrifty Nails okay. um, Business. Wow. Yes. So that's where the name comes from. Yes, that's where the name comes from. So Thrifty Nails, I saw a lot of the small businesses that I follow through that had difficulties buying supplies because most of them were from Puerto Rico. So shipping stuff from the U.S. over there is very difficult and very expensive. That is so cool. I just got yes. chills. I, I think... Uh, was that something that you had no, like just picked up on? Yes. So people are, is that people were posting about that? Yes, they were. And I was in a group chat. So mm. we would talk about our struggles and a lot of them would say that, or a lot of them would complain that most of the businesses were selling the same thing. Cause that's the only thing they could, um, that's the only supplies they could buy yeah. back home in Puerto Rico. So I kind of saw something. I said, wait, there's something that I could do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I always had, uh, I always was able to buy supplies because I lived here in the U.S. I was always able to buy poly mailers and all that. So I said, wait, let's try something. So after I came back here to United States um, in August, which was my junior year, I started selling stuff from Amazon. So I would buy in bulk from Amazon and I would post it and I got a lot of sales because these were products that they couldn't reach um, back home. That's amazing. What, mm-hmm. what was the platform that you were selling on? Instagram. Just Instagram. Just Instagram. So they, they would DM you and say, mm-hmm. hey, I need X. I uh, want that. And mm-hmm. then what would you reply? Like you would say, okay. Okay. Uh, but mm-hmm. at that point, okay, so let's talk about the audience. Yes. Thrifty Nails uh, had, well, Thrifty Supplies at that point, right? Uh, the Supplies Company or the Nails? The Supplies Company. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, how many uh, followers did it have? 
zero. At, at that point. At that point. So you started over to build I that social. I started over. Yes. So, so h- how come? How come people? So, but you did have an audience from before thrifty uh, nails through through the thrifty nails that you converted over to thrifty yes, supplies. Correct. How many clients did you have like off the rip? Um, thirty, mm-hmm. I think. That's a lot. Yeah, it that's was not, a lot. That's not that's not that's mm-hmm. not a small amount. Thirty in a whole, I would say, two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to sell them a lot of things. Yeah, and were they looking for so? As an example, you were buying off of Amazon, but what specifically were you? Just the poly mailers, like. Yeah. So the thing that really popped off were the lip gloss tubes. Okay. I found just the just the tube. just the tube uh-huh. because they don't sell that back home, and the only way to reach that is Amazon or um, buying it from China, like distributors in China, mm-hmm. um, in bulk. But the bulk amount is the minimum quantity would be 500 to a thousand so mm. obviously they wouldn't buy that much or they couldn't reach that audience or the distributors in china couldn't reach the audience in puerto rico because they don't ship to mm-hmm. puerto rico mm-hmm. so um i started buying lip gloss tubes in bulk but i would do drop shipping at first uh-huh. drop ship to them to them but yes. but if they okay so i'm confused because yes. my in my mind I thought you were purchasing the uh, the Amazon order yes. and then breaking the, that order up and then distributing to yes. them. Yes, I was doing both okay. because I had Amazon Prime. So Amazon Prime allows you to ship to Puerto Rico in certain places mm-hmm. and certain products. So gotcha. whatever I couldn't ship, um, do drop shipping, I would buy it and then I would ship it to them. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. So uh, you started doing that. How was the first two weeks for you? It was really good. I had to be on my phone the whole time because everyone would just message me saying, oh, I want that, I want that, I want that. So it was really, really good. And That's it really awesome. encouraged me to start over and to not be afraid. Um, and from there on, I'm here now, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you, uh, are you, so you're still running the store right now. I am. So I took a break. Um, I did it for a little bit and then school got in the way. So I had to stop for a sec. And then January 2022, I started over again. But a new a new business model, not okay. the way I used to do it before. So what is the business model now? Now I just purchase in bulk and then sell. I don't do drop shipping. Um, and I do custom stuff as well. So what type of custom stuff are you working with? Right now I'm doing stickers. So mm-hmm. custom labels um, and custom thank you cards and business cards. And how's business? It was really good. Um, I did have a downfall in quarter one, but that's al- that always happens sure, because sure. everyone already bought their Christmas gifts in December, so they're not going to purchase. But now I know during the summer is going up again because people are out of school. Sure. They want to start their business. They want to start doing new things. So obviously they're going to go to the thrifty supply store to get their supplies so they can start something new in their business. And now, right now, is it still uh, everything's handled through Instagram? Yes, correct. Gotcha. And then gotcha. my website, which I created. Uh-huh. But I enjoy do I enjoy talking to people. Mm. I enjoy those interpersonal connections with people, and they really trust me better off when they message me than going through the website. That makes sense. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, what advice would you mm-hmm. have for somebody that you know that had those entrepreneurial tendencies? Yeah, and to try to encourage them, what mm-hmm. would you say? I would say one: think about what you want to do. 
right? And, and whatever you want to do, think about it as a business, not a hobby, because mm-hmm. a hobby is basically something you do without gaining profit. Mm-hmm. Um, think about what you want to do. And also, don't be afraid of um, uncertainty, And because I was very afraid of uncertainty. Now I'm not. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid of uncertainty and don't feel disappointed if you fail, mm-hmm. because you don't fail. You actually learn and then you'll succeed next time. Mm-hmm. And that's what I always say. You don't fail. You learn and then you keep going. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for you, as you are in this kind of like path, what mm-hmm. does the future hold? Well, right now I'm currently in the job market. I'm okay. looking obviously for jobs because um, entrepreneurs need a job before actually continuing growing their business. Uh-huh. So I'm in the job market, but I'm also um, expanding my business, adding new things. I'm currently looking for more suppliers so they can send me different things yeah. um, so I can sell and provide new things. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for your clients, do you have a ideal client Um, that's out there? Like, what do they look like? Yes, so they are small business. Um, Usually it's handmade stuff, handmade products. And most of them are uh, Spanish-speaking, from Mm. a Spanish-speaking country. Um, It would be Puerto Rico because that's the only place I can ship that is not international. Uh, Or maybe they live in the United States and they speak Spanish. And how many clients do you think you have across the U.S. right now? Wow, um... No idea. I have no idea because I look at my map because I have a map and I target every place I've um, shipped to. I know I've shipped 69, it was a 69-70 this month to Puerto Rico. Got you. Only. Only Puerto Rico. Only Puerto Rico. Uh And then the rest, all across across the U.S. How much time does it take up for you? Um... It just depends what I'm doing. I think it takes a lot of time, seven, eight hours, and I am, or even more, 14 hours, but I have to distribute it. So, for example, if I'm in my apartment, I have to answer a lot of messages while I'm doing other things sure. and stuff like that. Sure, So you're always on your phone. I'm always on my <laughs> phone, but I've been able to balance it out a little bit. Um, obviously, when I go out with people, I like connecting with them i'm not going to be on my phone because i would not appreciate if they did that to me so that's right that Mm -hmm. makes sense um let's talk a little bit about uh you know the benefits of being bilingual yeah um when did you learn um spanish so all my life Mm -hmm. since i was born i've been learning spanish because that's the first language in puerto rico Mm -hmm. so at just when I was born. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then, you know, you learned English as a second language. Correct. Uh, and when did that start? So that started in the home. So my dad's from New York, but he's also nice. Puerto Rican. So okay. he moved to New York and then moved back to Puerto Rico. So we've been speaking Spanglish in the house. So Spanish and English. Um, you might catch me sometimes speaking to someone in Spanish and English, uh-huh. and I just don't notice Realize it. it? Okay. So that's where I learned. And then in high in school, since pre-kinder, kindergarten, um, you have to learn English. Got you. So it is part of the curriculum. Understood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for you, as you are uh, navigating 
Um, do you see any, I guess like, you know, this is a, 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 a easy answer, but mm-hmm. there's just so much benefit being a bilingual, bilingual speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know how to read and write as well? Yes. Okay. I do. That's awesome. Uh, do you plan to leverage that in any sort of way, like moving forward like yes. in the future? Mm-hmm. Of course. So first, um, I do want to open other businesses. So okay. obviously I can leverage that one with my target audience. I can target people from Puerto Rico that don't know how to speak English and I can target people that don't know how to speak Spanish here in the United States or somewhere else mm-hmm. um, and also in my career because I do also want to start a career somewhere uh-huh. um, obviously if I can leverage that that would be great what would be the ideal job um, for me is becoming a sales rep I want to become a sales rep somewhere I really enjoy obviously selling uh-huh. which I mean Kind of sounds like boring. Like, yeah, selling. Obviously, sales reps sell. But also making a connection with someone, being able to offer them something, being able to see that product or service help them, them growing, knowing I helped them. Yeah. And then me leveraging from that as well, getting a little bit more money from that. So I'm very open with that. I'm like, yeah, I'm money driven. I, I know. love it. Yeah. I love it. Um. How about uh, your presence on TikTok? Yes. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. So that started ooh, many years ago. <laughs> really? Since I was um, 13. Okay. And I'm 21 now. So, okay. wow. That was a long time ago. Um, I started my TikTok account in English. And I just did it for fun because I was bored. What were you doing? What type of videos? Just anything that was trending. So mm. I would join the trend. Mm-hmm. Whatever was trending. Usually it was dancing, um, maybe lip syncing, um, transitions, all that. Um, and I started doing that as a hobby. But then I saw that I started growing. Um, I would get on the For You page uh-huh. um, and I would start growing my following until at some point it when just became 13. a 13. Yes. So that would have been how many years ago? Seven. Mm-hmm. Was TikTok around during that time? It was musically. Oh, that makes sense now. I wanted. So I, was, I wanted to. I yeah. wanted to make sure that I wasn't going mm-hmm. crazy. So I saw the whole transition from musically to TikTok, mm-hmm. um, and I started doing that. I actually started growing a following in Puerto Rico, um, and I had my meet and greets. Oh, um, you did? I did. No I way. did have meet and greets. Do you have any old like? I do. Oh, no, you don't. You're going to send that to me. I'll send it to you. Um, (laughs) I still have the things they gave me, all the poster boards and all that. Um, I did meet and greets. I sold merch. Um, (laughs) I joined groups. How many followers did you have at the time? Um, I would say, well, right, I think like 150,000. Wow. Yeah, now my almost three hundred thousand on on uh, TikTok. TikTok, yeah. Nice. And I and, got. But this is your personal brand. My personal brand, mm-hmm. yes. That's nothing to do with my business. So I kind of started selling myself first before actually selling my business. Did you? Uh, do you leverage that at all? I do. Um, oh. I do sponsorships. Okay. So I um, I have contracts with different companies. That's awesome. Um, and I do sponsor videos um, and all that. So I kind of learning. I started learning about negotiations um, through that process and also adding value to myself and knowing um, all the terms and conditions and all that that. because I had no idea what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that's how I do it. And then TikTok pays as well. So 
that's what I've been doing as well. Is that a pretty uh, solid revenue source for you? No, it's not. It mm-hmm. just depends on the month. Up uh, and down. Up and down, yes. I really don't rely on that um, because also it takes a lot of time. Mm. I've set it aside a little bit, but finding sponsorships does take a while. Um, so I have to find companies that are willing to offer a sponsorship and also that they want to work with me. Because sometimes I, I just think that that company and myself, we don't fit, so gotcha. I cannot um, help them out. But I've done several sponsorships with different companies, which is really That's cool. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. Meet and greets. Did you do any meet and greets in the U.S. after you came to college? No. So most of the people, well, most of the people know me from Puerto Rico. And I still, if I still go back home, I don't have any breaks. Really? Yes. Because now I have my Spanish account. I decided to split it up because um, it was getting diff- it was getting too hard to speak Spanish and English in one account. So I just split it into two. Um, so it's really hard when I go back home. I really don't get that personal what is that space. Like? What is that like when you go back um, you, you get people coming up to, to you to take pictures? Not even that. They take pictures of me. As you're just walking As by. I'm doing stuff. And I've seen, I weird? see it. It is a little bit weird <laughs> because. But you still got to give it to the fans, No, right? yeah. I'm not, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm nice. As long as you don't disrespect me or if I'm doing something. Um, not disrespected directly, mm. but I had someone take pictures of me and my dad while him and I were having like a hard conversation. Oh. Um, so it was just it was just a lot because I'm trying to focus on what my dad's trying to say, and then also I see this person just, just like, like a pictures. little camera. Oh, yeah. My goodness. So that was difficult. Or, you know, sometimes you have things with your family. You have disagreements in public. I had that happen um, (laughs) in a Wendy's. (laughs) And these two girls were just staring, and I knew that they They recognized me. Were they they recording and, like, No, they weren't. No, but they were staring. Yeah. And, yeah, it was kind of difficult. I was trying to put a smiley face personality bubbly while trying to have this conversation with my parents how much of your uh your personality is is there like an online personality versus like who you are like as a person is there a difference there there's not Mm um i guess i in camera i'm more bubbly in person, I'm a little bit more chill, nice. okay. but I'm still nice. I'll still talk to you, but I'm very private. Mm. So whatever you see on social media, you don't know 90% of my life yeah. because I don't post that. Mm. And they don't know that what's happening until they see it in person. Mm. Yes. Drawing that back to kind of like how, how important it is it in this day and age as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. to really work on your personal brand? very important because if let's say you show your face Mm -hmm. if your face is part of the company people know you um and you do something that makes people angry or Mm -hmm. mad and they recognize you they're going to connect your business to yourself yeah and whatever you do your face is part of the business and vice versa if your business does something that a lot of people are angry about you are also part of that. So it's very, very important for you to have a, I guess, a, 
I guess good representation of yourself and yeah. the company. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, I'm so excited about your future. Thank I think you. that, you know, I love seeing the entrepreneurial spirit, especially coming from like a early age. Yes. Uh, I think, you know, the the thing that sticks out to me is honestly you being able to get yourself out of like situations that mm-hmm. maybe haven't been the best mm-hmm. and just pushing through regardless of what it means of you know, potentially losing out on certain relationships, mm-hmm. uh, losing out on like, you know, things of the past, but still moving forward, right? I think that that's a huge step. Um, but I really enjoyed our time kind of like speaking on the podcast today. Yeah. Uh, I'm, again, so excited about your future. And awesome. as usual, if there's anything that I can do to help, please let me know. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate awesome. it. Well, thank you again and uh, enjoy the, you have anything for the audience before they, before we head out? Yeah, um, make sure to follow me at Candy Lisi um, and at Thrifty Supplies Fantastic. on Instagram. Uh, Candy Lisi is spelled how? C-A-N-D-Y-L-I-S-S-Y. Fantastic. You guys go follow her. Awesome.